0: Welcome to the Doctors Washington Podcast. On this episode of The Plug, we will discuss shadowing. Most prospective medical students seek shadowing opportunities to get firsthand experience of what a doctor does from day to day and to determine if they will like caring for people and to learn the complexities of being a physician. Many medical school admissions committees weigh shadowing heavily during the application process it's important for prospective medical students to have meaningful clinical experience as they prepare to enter the field. Understand that shadowing is not mandatory, but clinical experience is. That means shadowing, scribing, hospital volunteering, working in a community clinic, or doing clinical research that involves interacting with patients. Let's start with the planning portion of shadowing because it is most important. Dr. Kimberly, give us a few examples of how to find a physician to shadow. There are several ways to find a physician to shadow. The easiest one is to ask your personal doctor. If you have an internal medicine physician or pediatrician or a family practice um, physician that you see on a yearly basis, you can always ask that doctor to shadow them first. If they have availability or if it's allowed within their clinic, then usually they'll be for it. Um, another option is to ask your family and friends. Most people see a doctor of some sort um, or have seen a doctor. Some people have seen all types of doctors. And so this is an opportunity for you to get an understanding of the various specialties by just asking friends and family, You know what doctors have they seen? What do they see them for? and um, contacting that doctor directly via phone call or email or um, even via social media. Sometimes you can uh, communicate with your do- with doctors. Your friends in the same way have physicians that they see for various reasons, and it's a great opportunity to make a connection. Another option is just u- utilizing the resources that you have in your educational environment. So ask one of your professors. They have doctors that they see for their medical conditions, or they have friends that are physicians who will be willing to allow a student to shadow them. Um, Also, if you have a pre-med advisor at your university or college, they are sometimes well-connected with um, the physician community in the area and can provide you opportunities to shadow Um, Occasionally, your university or college will have an alumni office that um, has several alumni who are physicians um, in various fields, and sometimes they're able to connect you that way. Usually, the the alumni offices ask their uh, alumni if they're um, available for contacts and the best ways to contact them, and so you can directly email or call um, those people as well. Every major city has a local medical society. Um, For example, Bluff City Medical Society in Memphis, the CB Roman Society in Dallas. There, usually, you can Google these medical societies um, wherever they may be or wherever you may be and uh, contact them directly in order to find opportunities. They'll usually distribute that, that email with the question to their membership. And usually you'll get, you know, one or two or three different responses that way. Another option is, you know, pick up a yellow pages, assuming that that still exists and cold call physicians in your community in order to see if they'd be willing to have a medical student come by or a pre-medical student come by and shadow them for half a day or a few hours in a day or for even a week. If you have a vacation, that'd be a great way for you to experience the clinical setting Um, In your off time, if your undergraduate university has an associated medical school, you can always contact the admissions office for that medical school in order to get contact information for physicians who would allow um, you to shadow them, as this would also be um, a great way to, to connect with physicians in your area. You can also use other social media sites, like mentioned before, such as LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, med, hashtag med Twitter is like the big thing right now. And so it's a great way to connect and just message them if you can via those, those uh, social media sites in order to make that connection and uh, provide an opportunity to shadow. Dr. Kimberly, I agree with all of those excellent suggestions. You know, I hear a lot that students say they don't know any doctors And so these are all really great ways to be able to connect with physicians in the community that would be able to allow you to shadow them. So Dr. Jasmine, um, tell me when you think is the right time to start shadowing.
1: So really, I think the right time to start shadowing is as soon as you know that you want to be in the medical field or a health professional, I think it really takes a lot a lot of time to make that decision. but once you've come to that, then go for it and, and look for individuals that you can you can shadow and see what they do on a day to day basis. Just because different physicians have different schedules, depending on what uh, field they're in, how they they tailor their day, it may take a while to get your schedule coordinated with theirs or even be approved to shadow um, at certain facilities because there is some paperwork processes that have to be completed before you start at some facilities. So just make sure that when you're thinking about shadowing someone that you factor that in and know that it may not be as easy as contacting someone one day and starting the next week. Um, That sometimes it does take a little bit of time. Also just know that, when you go to do these shadowing experiences, it's very important that you put your best foot forward. So you really want to allow these uh, physicians that you're spending time with to get to know you and what your interests are, as well as what you want to do in a career and really try out to see if what they're doing is something that you're interested in. So you want them to be able to speak highly of you and also speak speak, speak of you in a way that shows that they they really know you and really spent time with you and really got a sense of who you are and who you would be as a medical professional. So um, just take that or keep that in mind as you as you think about shadowing opportunities because you want that shadowing opportunity to be a highlight on your application. So, Dr. Latanya, what advice would you give a student that has difficulty finding a physician to shadow?
0: That's a really great question. You know, a lot of students may have difficulty finding a physician and my recommendation to those students would be, number one, keep trying. You know, Dr. Kimberly gave a list of many different ways to find physicians to shadow earlier in this episode. So I would certainly suggest those things. But then also if a physician turns you down or says that they don't have time to shadow you, then asking if they have any, Recommendations of anyone that they may contact. So often, practicing physicians are very busy and they may not have the time to give you a meaningful experience in their office. And so, they, but they may have friends or colleagues who may be able to provide that experience for you. So, asking for additional recommendations is key. Also, we have to recognize that during this COVID-19 pandemic, things have been very different. A lot of the shadowing opportunities have gone away because they don't allow outside people to be in the healthcare setting. So many students have not had the opportunity to shadow doctors over the past year. So it's really important that you think outside the box. A lot of physicians are doing telemedicine. And so there is an opportunity that you may be able to kind of hop on with them during a telemedicine visit to get some firsthand experience there, doing something like virtual shadowing. There are some physicians, particularly physicians who are more tech savvy, would be willing to, say, have you on a FaceTime while they go in to see patients. But it really just depends on the physician. So, Dr. Kimberly, let's talk a little bit about etiquette with shadowing. Talk about some of the do's and don'ts. There is definitely an etiquette when it comes to shadowing. You don't walk in the way you walk into any other environment, for sure. Uh, the key thing is to be on time. If you were given a time to show up, you know, the what I've heard in the past is um, to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. So, Definitely arrive early because you don't know if there's any additional paperwork or anything else that you may need to do in order for them to allow you to do the shadowing in that particular facility on that day. You don't know if you need an ID badge or something like that. And so definitely uh, arrive early in order to be prepared. Uh, Dress appropriately. I mean, this really depends on the environment you're going into. If you're going to a clinic setting, then most people wear you know, pretty much business, casual business attire into clinics um, when they're seeing patients. Um, if you're going into a hospital setting, if it's emergency room or uh, something like that, you may have to think ahead and consider wearing things like scrubs that will kind of allow you to uh, blend in and particularly uh, something that. Won't um, be a horrible situation if you get blood or other things on it, uh, depending on how closely you're working with the physician that you're shadowing in an emergency room setting. Also, don't forget about if you're going in to work with a surgeon, uh, sometimes you will be required to change into facility scrubs if you're going into the OR, if they have you set up for that. And so um, definitely remember to do that. Remember to wear comfortable shoes. There's a lot of standing and a lot of walking um, involved in what we do. And so ladies wearing high heels can get pretty uncomfortable and that can shorten your time when you're there, if your feet start hurting. (laughs) And so consider that in those circumstances, definitely put on flat shoes or comfortable shoes um, when you're working in, in a clinic setting. Um, and then if you're going into an OR setting, then make sure that your shoes are something that you can wear for quite a long time. And some surgeries can last long, even when um, they're scheduled to be shorter. Particularly if you're working in a clinic setting or you're shadowing in a t- clinic setting, bring a little notepad, take some notes. You know, if there's anything that is said or is is mentioned that you think is is important to remember, take those notes and write those things down. Not as important to take notes on the clinical aspects because this these things you will learn once you're in medical school, but there may be some things that are worth remembering if the physician drops some pearl here or there about how to get into medical school or things to remember, then it may be something worth writing down. And then, of course, like any other environment, come into it with a good attitude. You know, be excited, be interested um, in what you're doing, even if, you know, it's a slow clinic or it's a slow ER day or whatnot. Just have a great attitude when you come in. And these will really benefit you well, particularly as this shadowing experience could potentially turn into a mentoring experience. Dr. Jasmine, what should you expect to do when you're shadowing? So,
1: largely, when you're shadowing, it's going to be observing what the physician or a medical professional that you're following is doing. Um, what you want to do is really get a sense of what their day to day looks like, um, what kind of patients they see, what type of things they do on the, oh, I guess, over the course of of a day. Really, just kind of soak in the experience and uh, and see kind of what their day to day looks like. What you'll also get a sense of is what kind of patients they see. You know, are they are they a pediatrician where they only see young kids, or are they uh, an emergency medicine uh, doctor where they see really all types of people and those folks that are very sick and need more emergent care? You really can have the opportunity to see patients in a variety of of age ranges as well as in a lot of a variety of uh, clinical settings and clinical scenarios. So take that in if you have the opportunity to sometimes because what you're entering into is a very sacred and um, important uh, space. When you're visiting with patients in the clinic, because they share a lot of personal information um, with their providers, and so don't be alarmed if sometimes patients may uh, say that they don't want to interact with with students. That's not uncommon, um, primarily because again, they are sharing very, very important and personal items, so uh, they may not feel as comfortable with with sharing that in front of students. So that so the person you're shadowing may ask you to sit out certain um, encounters if that's the case. Um, typically, you'll also notice that when uh, when either before you come in or as you're coming in, the a physician or a medical provider may ask the patient, uh, are you okay with me having a student join me today just to kind of sit back and, and hear us talk? So uh, that's that's typically the courteous thing for, for us to do because, again, this is you allowing you to enter into a space that the patient needs to feel comfortable in. In those situations where you're not uh, they, they don't want uh, a student to be a, a part of that encounter, that may give you a little bit of downtime to really reflect on some of the other clinical experiences you had in the day so that you can generate some questions to ask the person you're shadowing about their about their uh, profession. Other things that that you can think about when you're shadowing is really just learning, you know, learning clinical medicine in general, not necessarily the nitty degree, you know, how to make certain diagnoses. But really get a sense of what kind of things come through each physician's or medical provider's door from day to day. You know, it, you can see multiple people with similar clinical problems, but they can be treated or managed in different ways depending on the patient. So I think that's also important to learn. And the other thing is really get a sense of how well the um, the person you're shadowing really knows their patients. Because if you happen to be in a setting where uh, folks have a longitudinal relationship with patients. You really get to see how well they know not only the patient, but their extended family and those things, which personally I thought was very cool because, again, this is this is one of the professions where you really get to delve deep into um, a person's personal life. So you get to know people on a very uh, close basis. So I thought that was interesting to, to point out. And then, lastly, uh, as with all shadowing experiences, just you know, in those times that you have a little bit of downtime, or as you're observing what uh, the provider is is doing in these clinical uh, scenarios, ask thoughtful questions. Things that kind of jump that jump out to you, things that you know that pique your interest, um, so that you can get a sense of what. Not only uh, what they were thinking as they were talking to the patient, but how they came to their, the treatment plan that they developed or even how did they choose their profession in the first place. So I think those are some of the things that you can expect to, to gain from shadowing and things that uh, you think about as you um, as you're trying to get this experience set up. Dr. Latanya, what kind of questions do you think are thoughtful for individuals that are in a shadowing experience um, to ask?
0: Well, the first thing that I will say is that I would suggest that students who are going into a shadowing experience that they are thoughtful and considerate of the patients and the interactions that you have with the patients. Occasionally you will be in a shadowing experience where you will actually be able to do some things like touch patients and provide care to patients or examine patients. So when we talk about thoughtful questions surrounding the patient, I think that it's very important that a student in a shadowing experience goes in and just asking the patient if they're okay with them examining them. And being very thoughtful around that, thanking them for that experience, because understand that they don't have to necessarily contribute in that way. Also, when we talk about thoughtful questions that you can ask the physician that you're shadowing, then you want to ask them about their job. You know, do they like their job, what their lifestyle is like, things that they like and dislike about their day to day and about the profession in general, Because it may give you a different perspective on some things that you've already heard. You know, a lot of times as students, I know for me as a student, I thought that becoming a doctor was this um, very glamorous and glorious type of thing and just having a shadowing experience and actually getting into medicine and going to medical school. I learned that things were not always that glamorous. I mean, we have glamorous moments, but a lot of times it's very difficult. So asking about those things. Also ask about um, the specialty that the physician you're shadowing is in. Ask about other specialties as well and what they like and dislike about that. Ask them if there's something different that they could have done, if they could have done a different specialty, what they would have chosen. And then if you're interested in other fields, like say you're shadowing a family practice doctor, but you're interested in OBGYN or surgery, asking them if they know anyone that you can connect with. A lot of times those relationships will be beneficial for students as they move uh, throughout those shadowing experience and get in some additional exposure. So all of those things are very helpful. Um, Dr. Kimberly, talk to us a little bit about how you choose a good person to shadow. This is one of those difficult questions, mainly because it's, it's difficult to know what type of person that you're about to shadow unless you know them personally already. And in that way, you would know that they were a good person because you already knew them. But sometimes you'll interact with someone as a, as a physician who you'll shadow and you don't really know much about them beforehand. Um, as far as how do you know that this person will be good for you and your first encounter with them, you want to be able to assess whether or not they really enjoy teaching. And usually you can tell that people who enjoy teaching act like they enjoy it. It does not seem like a burden for them. It doesn't seem like a task. It's something that they naturally do as they go about their day. And so they, get, they know how to incorporate your presence into every environment they're in, whether it's with a patient directly or it's with nursing staff. And so this is what you're, you're looking for on that first encounter is how well do they incorporate you into their you know, moment by moment working space. Um, also, you want someone to be happy that a student is around. If it seems like you're bothering them, you, this should be a one-time experience for you. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend you go back if it seems that they're annoyed or something by having a student there. So that's their attitude towards having a student around is really important in allowing you to know whether this is a good a good fit for you. The other is to um, evaluate the type of environment where you're shadowing. Meaning, you know, is this an inpatient environment? Are you in in the hospital when you're doing it? Is it an outpatient environment? Are you in a clinic um, while you're doing it? That can sometimes make a difference in how this looks for you um, and what a good person a good um, person to shadow really looks like. On an inpatient side, you would expect that your interaction with the patient would be a little more, it, it may be a little faster paced because there are so many patients in the hospital and you're having to see various different patients. And whereas in an outpatient sitting, it's more personal, you know, when people are um, one-on-one in a small room and they're coming in and they have time and, you know, you can sit and talk to people. And so that may make a difference in the attitude of the person you're shadowing. Another is considering the environment of a primary care physician, like an internal medicine or family practice or pediatrician versus a surgical, um, a surgical environment um, where you could potentially be in the OR, which creates another layer of complexity when it comes to determining a good person's shadow. And so consider all of the environments that are out there when you're choosing a person to shadow as well. As far as timing for the shadowing experience, usually you'll want to spend a couple of weeks or a month um, with the person if you're able to. Um, That creates a good relationship between you and the physician you're shadowing, which will become important later when it's time to ask for letters of recommendation. And so they know you well enough to write a good letter for you. Um, It also gives you a solid experience with the medical community in the medical um, environment so that you can really make an assessment as to whether or not this is something you really want to do. Um, Also consider shadowing at different times of year, so in different times of the day. So maybe you would normally do it in the morning. Well, come in the afternoon. Things may be a little different. Um, Some surgeons have clinic in the mornings and they operate in the afternoon or vice versa. And so you may want to switch it up in order to get a different experience. Dr. Jasmine, what questions should students be asking themselves while they're shadowing?
1: So this is a really important thing to think about because it really gets down to the crux of why you're even doing this, like why you're even shadowing. So the biggest question is, can you see yourself doing that particular job or what that particular person is doing when you're shadowing them for the day? You know, does it seem like something you even like? Um, uh, Like asking yourself, you know, what do I like or what do I dislike about this particular field or my your snapshot of what that field looks like for the day. And that can help you kind of narrow down. Not only is the field in itself a good field for you. Also, another question to ask is, uh, does this experience make me want to be a doctor more or less than before? I think that's really important because uh, in getting these experiences before you've committed, not only personally and mentally, but financially as well, is very important to know that you've had a taste of what being this type of medical professional is if you're considering it as a career. And so you know, hey, yes, this this really does sound like something that I want to do, or mm, maybe, I, maybe I don't like this particular area. Maybe I need more exposure to other areas of medicine that are better fits. And then another question, which is, um, it kind of gets sad. and once you've gone through, gone through some degree of training in medical school, it really comes down to the age-old question: Do you like procedures or, uh, or not? Because that's important. Um, some some specialties are more cerebral or more you know thinkers or problem solving um, using medicines as opposed to actual you know actually doing you know different procedures and techniques and, and uh, using different skill sets to treat patients. So I think that's another important thing that you should think about. Like, are those, Do you do you feel like you need to do something with your hands in your career, or do you really enjoy? thinking through through problems and and solving things that way. So those are some of the things that you can think about as you're uh, shadowing different physicians, because they can really give you some insight into um, one is the is the field of medicine, the best fit for you. And then also once you once you've made the decision that it is, then you know, where's like what feels like home to you within medicine, which area uh, is the best fit for you. Dr. Kimberly, what should you do after your shadowing experience with the medical provider?
0: First and foremost, you want to thank your preceptor um, after the experience. You can do this verbally, but also would recommend a thank you note to to the physician as well as to the office staff, particularly if there's someone who helped you along the way while you were there. Send a little quick note to them and um, in order to uh, show your appreciation for allowing them to enter that space with them for whatever period of time you did, you uh, shadowed. Also, don't forget to ask for a letter of recommendation. And my recommendation is to ask for that immediately after your shadowing experience, even if you shadow them well before your application period. The reason for that is that, you know, these physicians are busy. They see multiple students. You want their freshest thoughts about who you are um, in that letter before they forget. And the letter becomes very generic. And so I would ask for that letter pretty pretty soon after you finish that experience, or you can ask for it on your last day and give them some time in order to write it. Um, they can create a, you know, a templated letter. And they can keep that because sometimes the letter has to come directly from them. It can't go through you in order to get into that application process. But I would just ask them to go ahead and write it and um, in preparation for your medical school applications, and then they can submit it um, in a timely fashion. Dr. Latanya, what are some takeaway points from shadowing? Overall, shadowing can be really beneficial in the admissions process, but also in getting students exposed to the many aspects of medicine. Um, The takeaway points are to really go into every shadowing experience with an open mind, be curious about discovering something new, be curious about developing new relationships, I encourage all students to take notes about your experiences and your feelings because many students have their most meaningful patient encounters and interactions during these shadowing times. And that's important when you move on into the application process where you're writing your personal statement and having things to talk about as far as positive experiences during your interview process. So all of these things are uh, things to look forward to as you all go about your shadowing journey and on your journey of getting into medical school. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Plug, where we reviewed Shadowing 101. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast. Also, like, follow, and share us on your preferred social media platform. Check back every Wednesday for our weekly episodes. Until next time. The music on the Doctors Washington podcast is by artist Mike Burton. He's a Jackson, Mississippi native on his album Soulful, and the track is entitled All Right. It is available on iTunes.